I identify as a Latina. Sorry, that's always really a hard question for me. <laughs> what are you defining race as? Do we have to have a conversation about what race is? Yes, I'm Latinx. That's easy because I know my parents are both from Costa Rica, but for race, I don't know. I self-identify as a Latino and of the black race. Looking at me, I can't put white. I can't put black. I put other sometimes. I like to fill out other, and I like to just write in Latino. I don't know where my African is. I'll never know because that information was taken from me. So this year, I guess I realized that I'm indigenous. Mexican-American, Indian, indigenous. I look white, that's how I came out. However, I was raised in a Dominican household. It just doesn't make sense. I'm Shireen Marisol Maraji. I'm Gene Zembi, and this is Code Switch. From NPR. All right, so Latinos are the second largest demographic in the U.S. That's like a thing we say all the time on this show. It is. It's a very weird data point because, you know, (laughs) when we say that, Shireen, what are we talking about? Like, are Latinos the second largest racial demographic in the United States? Yeah, how does that work? How does that work if there are a bunch of different races that make up the Latino category? Not to mention the fact that Latinos rep around two dozen countries of origin. Right, right. But let's go back to the before times. In 2017, you interviewed Christina Mora, who is a sociologist at UC Berkeley. And you talked to her about the creation of, you know, this Hispanic or Latino or Latinx. Latine, actually. Sorry. Oh, my bad, my bad. Latine category and how it came to be. I did. Uh, and she wrote a book all about it. It's called Making Hispanics, How Activists, Bureaucrats and Media Constructed a New American. I would tell people I'm writing this story about the development of the Latino category, and they would say, well, duh, they've always seen themselves as such. Actually, no, we haven't. We've only been thinking about ourselves here in the United States as Hispanics or Latinos for maybe 50 years, not even. Hmm. Um, And if you want to know more about that recent history, you should check out that Cristina Mora episode. It's fascinating. But the entire time... We've been saying Hispanic or Latino. It has been incredibly fraught. Case in point, November 2020, the aftertimes, when more Hispanics than expected voted for he who shall not be named. (laughs) This may be the last election cycle where we talk about the Latino vote. A Cuban is not the same as a Puerto Rican, is not the same as a Guatemalan. Is there such a thing as a Latino vote? It might be useful to get rid of the term altogether. Once again, mainstream English language media realized Latinos are not the M word. That's M as in Mary. (laughs) And Marisol Mirage. (laughs) I refuse to say the M word. But regardless, think pieces proliferated about whether Latino is a category with any meaning at all. Because how on earth could so much of this group vote for a president Mm -hmm. who fueled his campaign and administration on racial animus? Here's historian Gerardo Cadava. He headlined our Latinx Vote Comes of Age episode. I teach a class on Latino history at Northwestern, and we start with the question, who or what is a Latino anyway? And we never resolve that question. I mean, it kind of weaves its way through our story about the past 500 years, but we don't resolve it. And I don't think the point is to resolve it. I think the point is to keep 
having the question. And so in some ways, Latino group identity, all it is, is an ongoing conversation about what it means to be Latino. So we are about to start our ongoing conversation about what it means to be Latino. Yes. We are going to talk to all kinds of interesting and smart people about the topic, including y'all, the listeners, because, you know, y'all have opinions that Ooh, y'all let us you know. You do have opinions. Very freely. <laughs> yeah. We're kicking this all off, though, with a dude you might have seen late night on Showtime if you watch Jesus and Miro. I just want to I want I want to place the disclaimer that I have not done any type of collegiate studies of like racial identity or anything like that. So I, I'm sure from the hip. Or maybe you've heard his voice on the Bodega Boys podcast. It's been around for a minute, y'all. He co-hosts both of those with his partner in crime, Jesus Nice. Oh, and a warning. There is definitely going to be some cussing, some salty language. So much sassong. This episode. And this time it's not just you, Shireen, that's working with. <laughs> all right, y'all. Let's do this. Unleash all your names. It's uh, the kid Mero. Depending on which one of my tios you ask, it's Ramiro. Because that's what my father wanted to name me. And my mom was like, you thought I gestated and birthed this child? His name is Joel. Joel. Armogasto Martinez. <laughs> Wonderful. Which is my father's, my, my father goes by Tito, but his government name is Armogasto, which is extremely Dominican. I'm Puerto Rican yeah. and I have a cousin named Tito, yeah. but his name is Hector. <laughs> Dominicans, I feel like Dominicans name their kids, they just spin a wheel. Like, yo. Like, let's just spin a wheel. Or, yo, you know what? Well, who was, like, the 18th president of the United States? Let's name our kid that. <laughs> like, they'll name their kid. Like, yo. Dom- I thought you were asking me that, and I got really nervous. Yeah, no. So. Shout out to all my Dominicans, because, like, Dominicans will name their kids stuff like like Winston mm-hmm. and Franklin. Also, pronunciation is is always Franklin. interesting. Oye, eh, Franklin. Franklin. Eh, Franklin. Eh, Franklin. Eh, Franklin. Uh, Jonathan, which is both a Y, by the way. Uh, uh, my name is Shireen, and they can't say it in Puerto Rico, so they call me Chiring. Chiring. Chiringa. Chiring. I wish my mom had named me Marisol. It would have made things a lot easier since I don't know my Iranian <laughs> my Iranian family. Why couldn't you just name me Yesenia and call it a day? Uh, my brother is Mark Anthony, but yet. But yet. <laughs> So anyway, you are here to talk about Latinidad, whatever Latinidad. that means to you. Um, before we get to that, how do you self-identify racially, ethnically? Uh, man, I'm, I am a black Latino cishet male from the Bronx or whatever order y'all want to put it in. You know what I'm saying? But like, I never thought I was anything other than, you know, like a black Latino. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what made me realize it very early on was going to my mom pulled me out of public school, put me in a a Catholic school mm-hmm. that was a lot of Irish. There was a lot of Irish kids in. Yeah, and they used to be like, "Yo, you're black," and I used to, you know, that's very confusing to like a seven year old, like being like, "Yes," but then it's like I'm also Dominican. I speak Spanish. English is my second language. I didn't even speak English until you know I started going to school. Like, kindergarten and all that stuff. Like, I spoke Spanish exclusively at home. Like, I didn't speak any English at home. So, you know, that's... It It was... It's like a weird balance of, like, you know, your blackness and your Latinidad also. Because, like, a lot of it... A lot of... For a lot of Latinos, like, it hinges on, on language, too. Like, that was, like, the big... I, I'm not... I don't know. Listen, I don't want to... I don't want to... 
uh, age you. Okay. Or I'm going to age myself. But I know I'm from I'm from when like Puerto Ricans and Dominicans didn't really like super get along. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like Kumbaya. Now it's like Kumbaya. Like shout out to Bad Bunny and Alpha and everybody like crossing genres and everybody's like shaking hands and like hugging. But before it was just like power struggle, New York City. Like who is the biggest Latino group in New York City? Is it Puerto Ricans or Dominicans? We'll find out at 11. You know what I'm saying? So that era of like... And what Dominicans used to say to Puerto Ricans is like, ah, yeah, I don't even speak Spanish. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know what right. I mean? Like, ah, you're not, you're not no Latino. You don't even speak Spanish. You know what I mean? So it's just like, <laughs> you know, like you grow and you're like, knowing the colonizer's language is not all that it that all that matters. Like that do, that doesn't make or break your you know identity as a as a Latino Latino you know Latine. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. So is it Latino Latinx Latine? I'm, Hispanic. I'm too. I'm too washed. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm too washed, and there's too many terms out there. Like, I use Latino, Latina, like with you know cis people. Like, if you're like I'm Shireen, my mm-hmm. pronouns are she and her. Then I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. Shireen is a Latina. You know what I'm saying? But like, if it's you know somebody's like non-binary or identifies differently, it's like I'll just use Latina because Latinx sounds like porno to me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even go. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. When I first heard Latinx, I was like, oh, Vanessa Del Rio's back? Let's go. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's just weird. And then, like, I like actually, I actually had a conversation with this on, like, in a in a digital short for for the show. This is tomorrow on Showtime. Number one show on late night. Um, you know, and it was just like, how do you pr- pronounce that? Because I've seen it written. Yeah. But I've never heard it said. Right? Like, I've said, I've, I think I heard one person and they said Latinx. And I was just oh, like, Latinx. So yeah. then, but then I heard somebody else say Latine. And I was just like, that makes more sense because it flows better. It sounds, it sounds right in Spanish. Cause like, what are you gonna, and if you say it in Spanish, it's like, like, Latin, Latinex. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that sounds like a, a dembo group. Lo Latinequi. En vivo, en super canal, <laughs> lo latinequi. Like that sounds like a like a merengue group. But I feel like Latine may bridge the gap because it's because you can say it in Spanish. You know what I'm saying? I think that's because all that matters. You can say it in Spanish. I, like yeah, like that's why I have I have four children. Yes, and my eldest son, his name is Adrian. But like you know, when my mom comes, she's like Adrian, ven acá. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like I I was very careful. I have one same name, Avery. Who I feel terrible for because it's just like a a bitty a a bitty a ivory soap like you know what I'm saying I'm just like just just call him number two yeah well your wife is Heather is your wife Latina no she's a she's a she's a German Jewish woman from New Jersey like you know what ah. I mean you cannot get and it's wild too because like I never I've I like this is gonna sound weird weird but like i don't know if it's just like the community and the population the demographics of my neighborhoods i've only ever dated black women and and latinas and black latinas Mm -hmm. she had black hair and she was working in the same school that i worked where there was literally not a single white student yeah and you know when we started talking she was just like yeah i've been living here for like 20 years and blah 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 and i'm like so you've been living in the Bronx for 20 years. You work in the school. And I just made assumptions. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because you never want to ask somebody, like, what are you? Oh, definitely not. It's a, kind of like a, it's like a weird kind of like jarring, rude question to ask. So I was just like, you know what I mean? Like, I just made assumptions. I found out when she was just like, hey, my mom's having Passover. I was like, what's that? 
Because <laughs> we're both like very like kind of like not religious. You know what I mean? So like that never really came up. But yeah, no. So like, uh, you know, I she got the I got the first one. She got the second one. I got the third one. She got the fourth one. And like as that, far as you know naming. What I mean? Yeah. Exactly. My dad got me. He's Iranian. So I got Shireen uh-huh. and my mom got my brother. So uh-huh. we under- I understand this very well. There you go. So how are you how are you talking to your kids about their identity? Yeah, no, I tell them all the time. Yeah, like to to me it's just like there's Dominican flags all over the house. Like I'm I'm like Captain Dominic Dominican Republic. Like I was going to say Captain Dominica, but like to, to play off Captain America, but Dominica actually is this. So shout out to Dominica, you know what I'm saying? And all, all of those Dominicans. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, no, like, they just they just know. Like, the music is always playing. Like, I'm always talking. I even, like, I talk to them. Like, they don't, they're not fluent in Spanish, but they understand it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of my fault. Because, like, Heather, shout out to Heather, my wife. She was really uh, all about it. She was just like, yo, they need to really understand, like, you know, their their roots, their background, their heritage and all that stuff. And, you know, part of that is the language. And also being bilingual yeah, is an asset. It is. You know what I'm saying? So, but it killed me because, like, I, she would, she would, like, you know, my sister is married to a Dominican man. So my nephew Romero, Chateau Romero, Romerito, hey, que lo que? you know, he's just immersed in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, you know, I, I'm sure you know, like to learn a language, you kind of have to be like immersed in it. You have to. It's easier to learn that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were trying to do that, but like I couldn't speak to her in Spanish because, like, first of all, I'm Dominican. So, cuando nosotros hablamos español, tú sabes que hay una ráfaga que tiramos. Hey, yo, hey, hey, que lo que? We're making it worse. She's not understanding a word. At all. So then, like, she's, and then she's talking. She's like, Adrian, ¿quieres un poquito de agua? And, like, I would just qu- explode laughing and she would just get mad red in the face and be embarrassed or whatever. And, yeah. uh, like, I basically embarrassed her into, like, never speaking Spanish again, which was very bad. And, oh, and, that's and, terrible. And, but it's just like, yo, it's like, yo, I'm a New York City public school kid. Yo, I'm like, yo, I'm like roast McDaniel over here. Like, this is what I do. Like, I just roast people. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry yep. you're my wife and I love you, but I got to roast you because you sound like, you know, a tourist on an all-inclusive resort. Como se dice goose? Ganso? Tienes ganso grease? Vodka? Um, yeah, well, your kids are going to be receptive bilinguals. So, meaning they're going to understand Spanish, but they just won't have the vocabulary to speak back, quote-unquote, fluently. I learned that later in life. Well, uh, well, you know, my oldest is nine. Yeah. So I feel like if I ship them off to DR now for like a two years or three years straight. Yeah. One of two things could happen. They're going to either learn Spanish perfectly or they're going to learn Spanish perfectly and start a little uh, like reggaeton dembow group, <laughs> which I can then promote yes. and become rich. That's a beautiful idea. my laurels. I love it. Because that's part of Latinidad right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, your, pa- your parents being like, yo, I took care of you. Now you take care of me. <laughs> 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 yes, and I love Settle how you just like circled back to the topic of Latinidad. One thing that people have been saying to us, and, and this is something that you may have seen because it's been all over Twitter, is that we should cancel Latinidad because Latinidad erases indigeneity, it re- erases blackness. It really is all about talking about the mestizo, talking about the Latine person who looks like Selena Gomez or looks like J-Lo you know, right. and that's all there is 
when you talk about Latinidad. What do you think of that? Yeah, no, I mean, in my opinion, like, it's, it's you know, or in my experience, rather, you know what I mean? Like, I, it depends on where I am, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm on the East Coast, I'm Latino. If I'm on the West Coast, it's like, what are you? Yeah. You look like Will Smith with diabetes, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> are you, you know what I'm saying? And And, you know, and like. Island Spanish, Mexican Spanish, like you know, Very it's 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 not a monolith. You feel me? Like, and I and I feel like people expect it to be that mm-hmm. way. I, I wish I could like you know, give like a super eloquent uh, response, but at the end of the day, it's just like we all fall under this kind of like main umbrella, but we're all different. But what is the umbrella? Like, what is it that unites <sighs> us? Man, that's 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 also like a wild, you know, because to me, like I said, like growing up. New York City, the Latin, like, you know, the community was, you know, Colombians, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Hondurans, like a handful, you know what I mean? And some Mexicans, you know, here and there. But we all kind of were just like New Yorkers, you know what I mean? So it was just, it was just like, what is the dominant, like, nationality at this time? Yeah. (laughs) Like, is it cool to be Puerto Rican? Is reggaeton popping right now? Okay. So now we're all going to talk like this. Like, is, you know, like, now Dominicans are cool. Like, then Bo's popping. Okay, now we're all going to do this. You know what I mean? So, man, I don't even know. Like, maybe it's the language. Like, but again, like, I wouldn't let that define me. You know what I mean? So, I feel like it's, a, it's like, it's just so nebulous. You know what I mean? Like, Latinidad is such, like, a nebulous term. It that is. That it's just, like, it's, it is what you make it. You know what I mean? Like, because so, somebody asked me about this, like, um... About masculinity, and I was just like, masculinity is what you is what you make it. Like you know, like to me, masculinity is who I am. Like you know, I'm not afraid to cry in public. Like some people be like, that's not masculine. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I consider myself a, a man, so you know, who are you to tell me that I can't cry in Target because I thought about my uncle that passed away or something? You know what I mean? Like, so. It, in terms of like Latina that, I'm just like, you know, it just, it's a case by, to me, it's like a case by case basis. Cause like you said, like you're Iranian and Puerto Rican. Yeah. Tu eres Latina? Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, and my kids are German, Dominican, you know, Catholic Jews. <laughs> Pero son Latino. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it's the, it's, <laughs> I was going to say, it's anything but. Like the what's her name, uh, Jessica Krug or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, oh right, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're not doing like a Rachel Dolezal like type of thing, <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, sorry, I just saw your body, and like, no, you're not. Like, you're Italian. Like, you're just tanned. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> don't cosplay. After the break, the Dominican kid from the Bronx grows up and moves his family across the Hudson to the Garden State. Okay, we're going to move to Jersey because we don't have that much money and we want to have a house that can accommodate four children and all the shit that four children brings. (laughs) Mero talks about how where you live can change who you think you are. I made the move, but I was just like, I can't be too far or else I start to lose my powers. Stay with us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Marguerite Casey Foundation, which imagines a world where changemakers have the freedom to create a truly representative economy. The foundation believes representation for working people in our democracy and economy must include their ability to shape them. Shifting power, powering freedom. 
Learn more about the foundation at caseygrants.org and connect with them on Twitter at Casey Grants. This message comes from NPR sponsor Amazon Prime Video with The Underground Railroad. From Academy Award winner Barry Jenkins and based on the Pulitzer Prize winning novel by Colson Whitehead, the new Amazon original The Underground Railroad chronicles Cora Randall, played by newcomer Tuso Mbedu. When she discovers an actual network of trains and tunnels beneath the southern soil, Cora must evade a violent bounty hunter before she can find freedom. The Underground Railroad premieres May 14th on Amazon Prime Video. Today, it seems like everybody's got a bone to pick with the news. So it happens when somebody stops talking smack and just decides to wage all-out war. First thing you do in, in an evasion, you, you eliminate the communications of the enemy. And what happens if they win? Visit Stockton, California, for a story about a revolt against the mainstream media that's shaken up a city. From NPR's Invisibilia. Gene. Shireen. Code Switch. And more of your conversation, Shireen, with the kid Mero. I'm assuming you live in the suburbs in New Jersey. Where do you live? Like Montclair? You don't have to tell people. No, where no, you live, I'm, but... I'm, I'm cool. I'm in Fairlawn. I'm right next to Patterson. So many like, Dominicans in Patterson. Yeah, you, oh, you already okay. know. Yeah, no, nah, I need. To, I go over there. Shout out to, shout out to La Morena uh, restaurant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the f- most fire. Uh, you know what I'm saying? A rabo you can get. I needed that. You know what I'm saying? Because like I needed to be like en mi agua como como decimos los dominicanos. And I couldn't. I couldn't go from the Bronx to like Montclair. I couldn't do it. Like, I was just like, yo, okay, we're going to move to Jersey because we don't have that much money and we want to have a house that can accommodate four children and all the shit that four children brings. Yeah. My dream was to provide a green space for my kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because my grandmother uh, or my great aunt, who I call my grandmother, rest in peace, Nina, I love you, um, she busted her ass to be able to get a house, you know? And when we moved out of an apartment, like all, you know, it was like a revolving door. There was like 40 of us in one house, but that house had a yard. So, you know, all my friends, you know, were playing in the parks and stuff like that. I was like, yo, we could play in my yard, yo. And it was just like a, it was like world, you know what I mean? Like shattering, like, yo, this is wild. Like, yo, we don't got to, this is private, like nobody's, like the police isn't going to roll up on us and tell us to get out and, yo, this is wild. So I wanted to provide that for my kids and like, you know, buying a house in New York is like, unless you're like a multimillionaire, it's like close to impossible. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I made the move, but I was just like, I can't be too far or else I start to lose my powers. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, That's what I was wondering. How do you keep your kids connected if you, but, but you're saying that no, you didn't move them to a place where... Right. They, so they know. Yeah. And they, so they know. and and they're and and you know, shout out to my mom, shout out to my wife also cuz she's like she fully like it's funny cuz she assimilated like to Dominican culture cuz like my mom <laughs> took her under the wing. I was just yeah. like I know me, I know, I see no. You know what I'm saying? Like when you know, she would make rice and beans and like, you know, be like, "Yo, I'm going to make some pollo or whatever." Yeah. And she would literally she would literally ask my mom be like, "You know, what's the recipe for this?" And my mom would be like, <laughs> "You wrote a recipe on paper. Is that is that what you people do? Is that what the uh, white people do? Yeah. I, I'm not. I, I this is this is news to me." And she was like, "No, no, no! Bang, 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 bang!" 
And it was just like, you know, trial by fire. Like, just, you know, watch me do what I do. Yeah. And you're going to be able to eyeball everything. And now I have. She's got it. She's got it. You know what I mean? She's eyeballing everything. That. She's like, I don't got to break up the teaspoon for, for for the adobo and the and the oregano and all that. You know, everything that's going into, into the food is eyeballed. Mm-hmm. She's just pinching and shh, shh. Don't put a ching. No, le falta, le falta cebolla. Échale un ching de cebolla y un recaíto. Tráeme un recaíto. Ping. <laughs> okay, I'm going to throw something else out there. So we got a letter from somebody who was like, I've really been thinking about this. You know, the Dominican Republic and Haiti, they share an island. So why can't Haitians also be Latino? We have much more in common with other Latinos uh, in the Caribbean, for example, yeah. than we do with say african American, so why can't i claim being latino even though i'm haitian i don't know it was just like a really interesting thing that made us all go hmm you know personally i think that language barrier is is like the the line of demarcation i feel like for for most people like it's an easy way out to, to kind of like hmm. like you know sidestep a topic that is worth discussing you know what I mean? I'm from C- the Cibao region. You know what I mean? Like bordering on Haiti. Who knows? Like w- what my family ancestry is. My great grandfather could very well be a Haitian man across the border, and it's a, like you said, like it's an island. We share a same landmass. There's no way you can tell me that there's that hasn't been crossover of like you know DNA and bodily fluids across the border. You feel me? Like that's a ve- that's a that's a super interesting uh, take. You know I, I mean? thought so, too. About that. And then it made me feel like, okay, then why don't we just keep it incredibly specific? It's just easier for me to say I'm Puerto Rican and Iranian. I will say Latina if I'm, like, checking a box on something or if there's, like, a broader conversation. But I feel like yeah. it's much better to be specific. Yeah, it's just it, it gets complicated when you start to, like, you know, an identity is, like, is such a deep dive. You know what I mean? Like, especially for somebody, like, you know, somebody like you, who's like from two very different cultures. You know what I mean? Like, it is. Who do I lean more into? You know what I mean? Like, and am I am I allowed to claim this culture based on how I look? If I don't speak the language or whatever, you know what I mean? Because my kids, they are black Latinos, but they look like a, half of them look exactly like their mom. So, like, you know, can you go in a room and say I'm black when you look like you know when you have blonde hair? It's it, it's tricky. We live we, we live in strange times, hmm. Shireen. <laughs> We're in this weird kind of space where it's just like, what are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you must have a definitive answer at once. If if people like if somebody was to ask my dad or like one of my uncles, like, like, are you black in English? They'd be like, eh, no, I am Dominican. And you could see like the process going on in their head, like. No, I'm not African American. That's what black means, right? Guys? Yes? You don't know either? Fuck. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and that's like you know what I'm saying? Like that's that was like <laughs> I saw so many of my uncles just like just be totally filling out the senses just like mad confused like <laughs> I'm not white, but I'm not African American. So what do I do here? You know what I'm saying? Like that's a very real sentiment. You know what I mean? Not to, and I'm not downplaying the racism and the colorism at all because that shit is real and it really exists. But a lot of times you just get people that are just 
from the campo, bro. And they don't they they literally know no they don't know no better. There are academics out there who are trying to make the argument that it's also a race. Latinos are racialized, so that is also a race. It's an ethnicity, but it's also that's, a race. What do you think of that? That's high level academia shit right there. Like <laughs> I, I'm going to keep it funky. That is not a conversation that will come up if I'm just enjoying a Newport 100 in front of the bodega with my friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yo, I don't know. Can it be both? Can it be an ethnicity and a race? Like, these are things that I keep thinking about because we talk about race. And every time we get into Latino issues, Latine issues, yeah. You have to be more specific. There is anti-blackness. Yeah. Like, who are we talking about here? People yeah. have light skin oh, privilege. There's, and then all of these things are true. And then also what's true is there are people who are not fitting into the specific Asian, white, black, or Native American, indigenous categories. And those people are also discriminated against. So, like... It's wild, What, what You know? It's, it's just the... the <laughs> It's very confusing. I don't know what to say. Hispanic, yes. Latino, Latino, Latinx. Are we're arguing about yeah. that for the first five minutes before we can even get into the rest of the conversation? I'm yelling right now. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I'm, and that's the thing. It's just like it's it's. Can we take? Can we make a poll? Like, yo, if you consider yourself to be a part of the Latino, Latina, Latine community, chime in. In the comments and let us know if we should cancel it or not. And we will stop this at 150 comments and then we'll decide and that will be the rule of law going forward. <laughs> That's the Kid Marrow, a.k.a. Joel Armogasto Martinez. He has a new book out with his co-host, Jesus Nice. It's called God Level Knowledge Darts, Life <laughs> Lessons from the Bronx. I'm hoping his next book is going to be Garden State Level Knowledge Darts, Raising Dominican, German, Jewish, Catholic, American Kids in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Mm. I'm really looking forward to that region. That strikes me <laughs> as real specific, Sharina. I don't know how big the audience for that is. You can find the universal in the specific gene. True. You true. know this. We've done it here on Code Switch. Anyway, it's been a while since we've done something that our audience loves. It's called Songs Giving Us Life. It has been a minute. I know. Don't you miss it? Very much so. I miss it too. So I use this opportunity to ask Mero, what are you listening to? And mostly because I really need to update my playlists. It's like 1998 up in there. A lot of um, what people like to call musica urbana. Haraka Kiko, Seki Vicini. Eh, el Cheriscon, como dije, Toquisha, Yomel, Leo RD, Yailin La Más Viral. I think I said Seki Vicini. Bulín 47. I love Bulín 47. Bulín 47 is one of my favorite because he's an entertainer. That's kind of like a Dominican trait. Like, todo es un relajo. Para los dominicanos, todo es un relajo. Esta no se sabe dónde vayas a parar. So I've started listening to Bulín 47, and he's giving me life and making me want to dance again. But unfortunately... That's our show. I wish we could hear some more, though. Heat and ass lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was produced by you, Shireen, and Kumar Devarajan, with help from Summer Tamad. It was edited by Leah Danella. And a big shout out to the rest of the CS crew, Steve Drummond, Karen Grigsby-Bates, Alyssa Jean-Perry, Natalie Escobar, Jess Kung, and L.A. Johnson. Our artwork this week is by Crystal Keyless. 
And I almost forgot, I have to say a big, big thank you to our listeners who you heard at the very top of the episode. Jasmine Rabot, Claudia Vasquez, Ryan Medrano, Damaris Raimondi, Brandon Mogirovejo, Dora Prieto, Caitlin Doherty, Tori Ashley Matos, Edgar Quintero. And there will be more from you, our listeners, throughout the series. I'm Gene Demby. And I'm Shireen Marisol Maraji. Be easy, y'all. Peace. A special thanks to our funder, the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, for helping to support this podcast. Good question. That's a really good question. It's a great question. This is free therapy. Thank you for asking me that. God, that's such a good question. That's an interesting question. But what Fresh Air interviews are really about are the interesting answers. Listen and subscribe to Fresh Air from WHYY and NPR.